You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. podcast in just a second but i didn't have access to the patreon uh feed at the recording time uh because chandler was not on the cast with us so here's the raffle for the one dollar tier we have luke atkinson thanks luke uh go ahead and get a hold of us with your shipping address and which small base blister you would like us to get for you the three dollar tier is eric hansen uh, get a hold of us with your shipping address and which generic heavy kit you would like to have and the $8 tier is Simon Withers. Please get a hold of us with uh, which small base model you would like one of us to paint for you and who you'd like to paint it. And yeah, so enjoy the cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of Line of Sight. Uh, Happy New Year. My name's Jaden, and I'm here with Brett. Hi, I'm here. We have no idea where Chandler is. We Because we planned this out super well. I mean, we did say we were probably going to record tonight. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. Dude's just not on Facebook and isn't answering his texts and all that other stuff. So, oh God, family. Weird. It's like almost 10 o'clock his time. They should <laughs> all be asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. but We're his only today, family now. We're his only fa- That'll be true in a few weekends at Elvio. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of <laughs> news, Elvio's in... Three weeks from tomorrow, the day we're recording this, or probably three weeks from the day this drops, which is not enough time because I have so much painting to do. <laughs> well, you're actually going now, right? I'm actually going. That's news. Woo! That's news. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, so we're all, all three of us will be there, which is nice because that'll increase the number of conventions that we're all at this year to like three, <laughs> uh, maybe two. <laughs> Are you not going to go to Lock and Load? No. Oh, okay. Even though IG is like a real format this year? It's like a real format. I agree. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm bitter and jaded. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Warfare Weekend qualifiers have all been announced. Uh, there's a big list of them on the Warfare Weekend website, and I get to probably spend a good couple hours peeling all through them and then putting them on the event calendar. They all have this time. Do they? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. They didn't last year. Oh, I spent four hours going through those and Googling things, and uh, this is wonderful. All right, this might only take me a couple of hours then. Yes. I'm yeah. ecstatic. Yeah, I got I put four cons on my calendar between February and July. Nice. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of them. The way that you qualify for Warfare Weekend has changed pretty drastically. It's no longer you win and you're in. It's you must place top eight. Right, it, it's strictly points, right? It's str- is it strictly points? Yeah, but your points only count if you top eight. Sure. So if you top eight at three cons, uh, you ha- are eligible to be in. Okay. But you won't know for sure that you're in, and nobody's going to know what the brackets are until like the week before, because it only takes your best three places and oh, uses wow. those. So like, yeah. So it's very like nobody's going to know exactly what's going on until the week before. Mm-hmm. 
I am not a huge fan of this system. I think it's going to exclude a rather larger number of players than they think it's going to, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, they could change the thing too. I think it'll. I think it favors the exact same things. So it's true, but like I know for sure, at least three of the people that played in the qualifier last year had like just won the one con, and that's all the, the cons that they went to. Yeah. So I don't know. It kind of crushes those sort of like sweet stories a little bit. Mm. Yeah, we will see. Know. Yeah. Um, the for those of you that are not aware, there is a Twitter feed for the Hermit of Henshold, and it's actually really cool. Like every couple of days or every day, I haven't really been paying attention to exactly how often they've been coming out. There's like eight to ten tweets about something that's happening in the Iron Kingdoms with the Infernal Invasion. So it's kind of cool. We've seen stories about Nemo, Aurora, Ashlyn, uh, not Strakov, Irisk. Um, it's been pretty cool. Uh, I've been fairly impressed. And they're compiling them all in Insiders every once in a while. So if you don't have a Twitter and you don't want to have a Twitter to go look at I don't even think you need a Twitter to look at it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to. You can just wait till they become Insiders. But yeah, it's pretty cool. We've seen some neat things. Um, they also showed Fiora 4, right? They did, and boy, does she look cool. <laughs> she sure has a flaming jade sword. <laughs> she does, and Hungerford's description of her is, the longer the game goes, the scarier she gets. So... There was also um, the... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. There was the four horsey men of the apocalypse. Yep, which is a Grimkin unit, right? Is it? I hope so. Yeah, yeah I believe so. Or maybe they're four Grimkin solos. Either way, I'm in. Um, it, like, there's some really cool things. One of them's riding, like, uh, I think Pestilence is riding Morvana's goat. <laughs> Death is riding Gorshade Three's horse. Yep. War is riding Resnick Two's uh, chariot horse. And Famine is riding. The only one left is a Signar horse. No, it's not a Signar horse. I'm trying to remember. It's something. Maybe it's Fenris's horse. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, there's definitely a Doom Reaver horse. It's got the eyes. Okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it but looks really that cool. That should be War, not Famine. Yeah. There's not really anyone who canonically fits Famine with a horse. Not really, no. I don't know. We could look it up, but we're probably too lazy to do that right now. And it's well, I'm, out I'm looking at the pictures right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, Death has a cape. <laughs> it's amazing. Death has a cape. Of course he does, because Death is the coolest. <laughs> yes. I've played Darksiders. Death is a leader. Yeah, well, also Terry Pratchett. Yes. So, you know, death is the best. It's true. I I really want somewhere in a Riot Quest something, so if Hungerford, you're ever listening to this, like, this is my suggestion. Like uh, next week, th- for example? Oh, yeah, because he'll be on the <laughs> cast. I can suggest it to him then. <laughs> yeah. That's news. Hungerford's going to be on the cast next week. Woo! Um, but my suggestion is that something in Riot Quest should have the rule right of Ashkente, and just be able to summon death. I'd be all over that. Yep. Alright. Um, other news. Uh, the Discord continues to grow, which is sweet. Uh, we're up to like almost 500 people in there right now, which is awesome. And uh, so if you are interested in checking out our Discord, there will be a link in the show notes. Uh, or if you really want it you can just like go to our facebook page and message the facebook page and we'll give it to you super happily i'm going to start doing pick of the week again because 
I'm the only one that does that. And I sort of had to write a thesis. Yeah, sorry. So that'll be coming back. Um, I'm hoping to do a couple of other like community engagement things through that in the next couple of months. I've got some ideas. So yeah, uh, (laughs) we were, and we looked at a few and then we got made fun of for not knowing what Kator's like. And that was probably (laughs) fair. I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 It's true. Yeah. We're an article about Carver. All right. We can do anything. <laughs> yes, we can. This is true. Anyway. Um, so. Speaking yeah. of factions we don't know anything about. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. <laughs> what, so what are we talking about, Brett? <laughs> we're talking about the, well, I call them the Merc theme forces, but apparently you're not playing them in Mercs. I mean. Um, yeah, whatever. Keep going. So, we're going to be talking about Strange Bedfellows and Flame of the Darkness. Yep. Uh, the two new theme forces that include Mercs, but also a lot of other themes. Or a lot of other factions. One of the one of the new wave of cross-faction themes. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, I kind of want to talk about cross-faction themes in general. How do you how do you feel like the game is going with them um, being in the, like, like, being released? There's many more cross-faction themes and cross-faction models being released than in previous... Uh, i like it i think it's yeah. really fun mm-hmm. like for example i'm building um my flame in the darkness list right now right mm-hmm. and i've been uh i'm gonna be playing double flame at uh lvo probably unless i don't get the wall painted in which case who knows probably infernals um but the great thing about this theme is i'm looking at after lvo when i invariably faction hop again and i'm kind of going i could play mercs and nope. this could already be my pairing. Or I could play Kador. That that actually sounds pretty fun. And this could already be my pairing. Um, both of which feel really cool. Because like, I won't have to buy and paint new models. And it's like I can just pick up another theme force that I really like the look of. Yes. Yeah, I, I love how it gives a new lease on life to a bunch of models. Um, yep. And it gives you a reason to go buy some cool stuff and try it out with it. Um, yeah. I like, I like that it offers lots of cool new things that you can bring into your faction. Um, like one thing I found frustrating in another game is that I was looking at a faction. I'm like, this faction's really cool, but it doesn't have any of like cool texts and tricks you have. To, and, right. uh, and then I'm like building lists. I'm like, Oh, this guy can steal models from other factions. Oh, good. I can get that thing. I can get that anti-healing or whatever that I needed. So right. Anti-healing in both these games, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, I think it's really cool that it, gives you an excuse to go buy new, more cool new things i think it's cool because it leads to a ton of new exciting lists to build um i don't think any of them have been insanely overpowered yet um or underpowered for that matter yeah even the horse lords oh yeah absolutely that seems great okay you can take two minute archons <laughs> that's enough that's enough <laughs> you can take you two get... minute archons in flame of the darkness or no in Layla resistance <laughs> yeah you can and that theme is also sweet but you can get yeah. two minute archons and you can get hand of fate on adjudicator in that theme force <laughs> that's, that's good, good enough. enough yeah double hand of fate um yeah exactly sometimes um yeah so i mean it's worth noting that the pair that came second at Warfare Weekend last right. year was Flame in the Darkness, Zerkova, and War is the Old Faith, Vlad. Mm-hmm. So that's two cross-faction themes right there. Yep. Which is um, pretty sweet. If, now I'm going to complain because I'm a complainer. All right. None of the cross-faction themes, themes have involved hordes. Well, okay, but we also have been told that Hordes Oblivion is coming this year. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. We've, got, we've gotten like six of them. I'm fine with it. It means okay. that they've learned. Okay, so here's my here's my pitch, Brett. They experimented all the, on all the War Machine themes, got all the kinks figured out, and then the Horde themes are just going to be freaking incredible. I mean, the most recent themes have been much better than the first ones. Correct. So, how can I possibly be wrong in this conjecture? I don't own any War Machine models. <laughs> Yet, is the operative word. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, okay, but here's the thing, right? Like, Minions have stronger ties to all the Horde's factions, except for maybe Trolls, than Mercs do to the War Machine, like, the majority of the War Machine factions, right? And Trolls are really tied to Minions, or not Minions, uh, Mercs. Trolls are really tied to Mercs, Trolls are really tied to Signar. Yeah. Um, like, I 100% could see, especially considering the piece of fluff about Gunbjorn and the Signar stuff happening on the Henchhold Scroll Twitter feed, mm-hmm. like, if there's a cross-faction Trolls Signar theme force, I would not be surprised. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be super cool. Yeah, uh, I think minion or I think minions and circle is almost guaranteed. I mean, do you think they just like revisit secret masters and open up the minion theme? Yeah, probably. Um, oh. I can see that. Be- uh, I expect we'll see like circle legion spearheaded by Kruger. <laughs> I expect we'll see scorn and um, like <laughs> Rhett or Cricks maybe. Oh, scorn scorn Rhett would be awesome. Like, there's all kinds of interesting things that could happen, and they could be very, very cool. So, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time. I want a Kruger riding on a dragon, dang I know. It. It's a goddamn crime that we don't have one yet. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, I think cross-faction themes are great. I think they're really fun. I think they make for um, some very dynamic list building, as you said. They make for interesting, like, buy-ins to new factions. Uh, and, like... I understand that there's some frustration out there that, yes, I'm playing Kador, but none of the models on my list are Kador models. And Well, we don't support that kind of talk on this podcast. Well, I mean, even you're if not, that's the you're case... You're not playing Blindwater, you're playing Minions. Sure. No, no monofaction here. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's also the other thing is, like, that's fine. Your caster's still a Kador caster with all the tools that they haven't had in Kador, right? Like, whatever. So, you're going to start with Strange Bedfellows. Yes, and I love that it has the word strange in the name because it's very accurate. <laughs> it's an extremely strange theme, theme force. Yeah. So first off, there are currently only three Warcasters that can that can go in it. It's um, Aurora and... So it's the Auroras and the Morton Nebros, but Aurora 2 isn't out yet. <laughs> right, okay. Um, All right. So, <laughs> which, which is bad uh, because nobody likes Aurora 1. Nobody likes Morton Ebra too, <laughs> and Morton Ebra one hasn't been played in a long time. So you're gonna have to you're gonna get creative here. <laughs> sure. Um, it it'll, it allows. Um, so the by far the strongest part about it is that the Warjack hiring requirements or, or allowances are insane. Okay. <laughs> you can every list can have any character any mercenary Warjack that's not a character, any convergence Warjack that's not a character. And if you're playing more Nebra, you can also have any Crix Warjack that's not a character. So if that you've seems ever, okay. Yeah, if you've ever dreamed of having a Reaper pull something in so that a Toro can beat it to death, you can do that in this theme. That seems okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Is it a Warjack theme then? 
it is pretty much a Warjack theme. Okay. Um, so, A, um, giving mercenaries access to induction nodes. Okay, so first off, induction nodes only work on other induction nodes. You can't induct to or from a Toro. That's um, important. You yeah, you can't power up and induct in the same activation, or in the same model. Um, so let's clear that up. So the, the units are very limited. Um, it only includes angels, Optifex directives, uh, thralls, and stormsmiths. So, well, okay. <laughs> stormsmiths? Stormsmiths, which is the stormsmith grenadiers. Or stormsmith stormcallers? Yeah, and also the solos. Uh, and the... Um, and the, the, the weapons crew. Yep. Um, Wait, hold on. Is... is... Is the Stormstrider a Stormsmith? I don't think so. Oh, it only allows models and units. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I Perfect. feel like it is, just like off the top of my head. But Sorry, no, it, it says solos and units specifically. All right, all right, all right. All right. They're, they're, they're way ahead of you. Um, it, so, uh, of note, um, Soul Hunters are thralls. <laughs> oh, Soul Hunters are good. Yeah, and... Um, carrion thralls are fucking insane with Aurora too. So, yes, I believe that. Yeah. Um, it also involve, allows um, mercenaries that work for Convergence, which is James, Hermit, um, and new stuff: Destructotron, Nemo, and Gatsby. Sure. Um, Convergence, any Convergence solo, uh, which includes all of the orbs, uh, which is really good, mm-hmm. um, and Convergence battle engines. So you can you get Nemo that way too. <laughs> Yeah, so you can bring Nemo in two ways. Woo! Yes. Um, it, so the free stuff you can get, you can get a Warjack with point cost six or less, which includes... Um, Galvanizers? I was going to say Negators. Sure. <laughs> Those aren't out yet, but yes. No. Oh, I'm going to be talking a lot about Negators. <laughs> this, this is the Negator theme. Um, All right. You get a Convergence Angel unit, which is uh, Clockwork Angels until the Negation Angel comes out, and then you take your Clockwork Angels and throw them in the garbage. Because Negation Angels have the paralyzed guns, right? They have paralyzed. They have crit paralyzed gun and paralyzed melee. Okay, sure. Seems um, fine. They also have CMA and brutal charge. Okay. Uh, and then you can also get a free small or medium base solo. Um, I don't feel like you're going to be taking that option very often, are you? Uh. <laughs> There are there are six point solos. <laughs> um, so Prefect Hypatia is really cool. Um, she's a five uh-huh. point solo who gives apparition to all uh, angels. Um, mm-hmm. which, so if you're taking up um, if you're taking negation angels, you very much want her. Um, she's also Does, pretty is cool. Aurora an angel? Does she get apparition? I wish, but no. Okay. Um, Aurora one has apparition, I believe. Okay. She has field martial apparition, anyways. Yeah. Um. And then, okay, and then, so the cool uh, other stuff you get, everything is a Convergence and Mercenary model, um, which means mm-hmm. it could be a Convergence, Mercenary, and Crix model. Or, sure. And Signar model. Uh, basically, everything's friendly faction. Everything right. They've, they've kind of identified that in order for these themes to work, friendly faction has to just sort of be there. Yes. Yeah. But you pay for that in a lot of ways. You pay for that in this really limited unit selection. Yeah. Um, and then... You also all of the non-orb solos gain swift vengeance, meaning if something is killed near, if a warrior model is killed near them, uh, they get to move three inches and make a basic attack, or melee attack. That's righteous yeah. vengeance, not swift vengeance. Swift vengeance is the solo version. Oh, wait, no, because champions of the order of the wall, or the champions of the order of the wall have righteous vengeance. 
Is it Swift Vengeance? Is that really what it's called? It says Swift Vengeance. Interesting. Okay. I don't know between Swift Vengeance and Righteous Vengeance. I don't out. either. All right. Uh, cool. Maybe Righteous Vengeance allows range attacks? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Now I have to look this up. Gosh dang it. Um, <laughs> the last one's a weird one. Uh, mm-hmm. Repairs all repair an additional point. <laughs> so there you go. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Well, it's really good for um, it's really good for the casters. I believe all the casters are constructs. No, mm-hmm. that's absolutely not true. Or <laughs> um, uh, one isn't. No, Righteous Vengeance is exactly the same. When, if one or more friendly faction warrior models are destroyed or removed from play by enemy attacks, ball within five inches of this model during the last round. During your maintenance phase, this model can advance up to three inches and make a basic melee attack. During your opponent's last turn? Is during that... the last round. Yeah, so <laughs> this one doesn't trigger on counter charge. Or free strikes. Or free strikes. So it's strictly worse. Correct. All right, but, cool. But importantly, um, it doesn't... Well, since everything's friendly faction, it's everyone. Um, yeah. I really like this for the Hermit. Um, yeah, that's kind of cute. This is kind of a Speed 7 theme force, and so the Hermit gets way left behind. Right. <laughs> And so this, this helps a lot. Um, right. It's also really good. Um, so because you have access to thralls, um, if you if you want shield guards, uh, you have two different ways um, to get three shield, three eight box, F- five or eight. You, you get three the five brute box. thralls. Yeah, you can either get brute thralls or a trio of steel soul protectors uh, for twelve sure. point. Um, I, you know, it, it depends on how much you value the the six random dudes. Um, I think it's better to take advantage of the Swift Vengeance and the Repair with the solos, um, especially since you can get a lot of cheap units, um, like, for example, Asphyxia, Asphyxia's 4. Um, right. Well, he's not cheap, but he's extremely good. Yes, and his his dudes come back, so... Yes. Whatever. Um, okay, so <laughs> that transitions nightly, nicely into Morton number one, um, <laughs> who is the caster I'll be playing in Strange Bellfellows until Aurora 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The far so like I said, the, the coolest thing about this theme from the mercenary perspective is that you gain access to induction nodes. Um, okay. Uh, so induction nodes um, are about as good as power up, maybe a little bit better. Um, if you have a normal battle group, if you have a huge battle group, it becomes insane, uh, especially if you can work out a way, a way to use it. Um, mm-hmm. It's especially insane um, if you don't have stupid dareless um, and you can take a corollary. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid but you do so you can't yeah. so anyway yeah the theme force has access to like three attachments <laughs> she can't take any of them it's very frustrating <laughs> um so the reason i think more never is good in this is that you can get induction nodes and you can take and you have access to sacrificial lamb um mm-hmm. which says remove a warrior model from play give everyone every warjack in your control area a focus do they have um, to be in our battle group, or are they just every warjack? In our battle group, you're right. Okay. Um, That's important. Yeah, because now you're playing Convergence with multiple battle groups. Yes, you um, are. I don't remember if induction nodes can cross battle groups. I have no idea, because it's never been possible. It's never been possible before. I'm sure they answered it. I'm sure they said it in the very first week of the CID, and I forgot. Probably. Uh, I will look it up while we're talking about Flames. Okay. <laughs> so I think I think Saclam plus um, induction node is is insane if you take like you know ten plus lights um, sure because you can like like we just talked about you can sacrifice one of the murder servitors right give everyone a focus and then the murder servitor just pops right back up right um I also think that if you're playing this theme you should 
you should be playing Asphyxia's 4, period. I think if you can play Asphyxia's 4, you should probably be playing Asphyxia's 4. Um, I could see an argument against it if you're not playing a lot of Constructs. Um, okay, sure. I think as a 22-point package, um, he's, he's no better than a pair of Void Archons. He can kill something a lot deader than a pair of Void Archons. Sure. But, but all right. I, I like I I think what makes him like like what what makes him game changing is giving bloodthirst to a bunch of constructs, which fits right. perfectly this theme, because yeah. you you want to take a bunch of you know warjacks, you want to take negation angels, you want to take steel souls. Um, mm-hmm. and, oh man, steel soul protectors with bloodthirst. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will not fall behind anymore. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and. Um, every time I, so you're limited non-characters, like most theme forces, but every time I take Asphyxius, I put Cankerworm on him, um, I I feel like he's a really good match. Um, the, the Repo 5 plus Dark Shroud is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, like if you, if you manage to adapt something, that's good. You don't want to take a bunch of induction node guys in Asphyxius battle group because you want them, um, like all on the, the giant battle group. Right. So, I think I I I've been favoring Cankerworm. I also like the natural stealth to go along with the clouds and. Um, yeah, Cankerworm is just a very very good warjack. Yes. Uh, straight up, like yeah. there's no getting around that. He's just very good. Um. Oh, one other huge benefit of this uh, theme force is that I forgot a very important solo a mercenary solo that works for convergence, um, and that is the Void Archon. Um, ah yes. This is. Mm. The only mercenary theme force that the Void Archon goes into. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, he's a non-character solo. Um, sure. He's, he's not Thamorite. He's not Morrowind. He's not Leilies. He's not a dwarf. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right. So this this theme force has access to Void Archons, which is like Mercury players should be looking at it just for that. They um, are extremely good. Yes. Okay. So with more te- more Nebra, you want a huge battle group. Um, you want um, a gun, a couple of good guns uh, to trigger overrun, um, mm-hmm. so that you can get stupid 14-inch, you know, like seven-inch advance, you know, 12-inch charges. Um, yeah. Either either going for an assassination or a, um, you know, just brutal up. alpha. Yes, and negators are perfect for her because they are speed seven, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, they're good for her because um, they only have mat six because she's only mat six, um, but um, you're hoping to, you know, take advantage of a lot of focus through a lot of flank, and because mm-hmm. they roll so many dice, um, recalibration is huge for them. Right. Um, so, and um, I also think um, she likes the diffuser, um, just at, just to get a free charge and to get some more charge distance in case you need to go like 18 inches. Yeah, the diffuser is <laughs> the one that has the beacon gun, right? Yeah, it's and the for, luck- for the people that uh, aren't maybe oh. up on their Mortonebra tech recalibration is what again a recalibration is her feet okay um that's the that's what um uh, so okay so the important parts of more nebra um one she has the spell overrun this is the dumbest spell in the game um or very close tied behind tk uh no tk is the best spell in the game this is the dumbest spell Oh, okay important (laughs) distinction fair enough continue so overrun says target a warjack in your battle group Mm -hmm. um if if a warjack in your battle group kills something, that warjack can make a full advance. Does it even have to be a warjack in the battle group? 
I believe it does. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have to be the one who's targeted by Overrun. No, no, of course not. Yeah. But um, it could be. But it could, well, it could be. So you can use it as sprint if you if you want to. Yep. Um, to go along with your repo three, and yes, they stack. Um, the other important thing about her is Sack Lamb, uh, which is her new thing um, um, from Mark Three, and she also has a repair, which is funny. Yeah. Um, and then her feet, which does. And then her feet, which is everything in her control area can reroll attack and damage rolls. Period. <laughs> ah, yes, that seems <laughs> really good. Um, so she also has an upkeep spell that can give uh, plus two armor and ghostly. Um, uh, spectral steel, right? Yes, spectral steel, uh, which yeah, is extremely okay. relevant if, for example, you have a speed seven model that can make a seven inch advance before activating and has flight. Um, mm-hmm. So now, now you can fly over things uh, without taking free strikes. Right, because it ghostly. Yeah. Yep. And her little friend has empower. Um, That's which, pretty good. He also has tune up, which is cool. But empower is really cool in induction notes um, because you can he acts like a one third of a corollary. Right. Not that I'm bitter. Oh, he also has a That's funny. <laughs> um, and so with her, you're taking a uh, quantity over quality thing where you're taking just as many negators as you can fit in, plus asphyxia and friends, and then mm-hmm. some to support them. Um, you're going to be very vulnerable to guns. Uh, negators are great in a lot of ways. Um, defensive stats are not one of them. <laughs> they right. are 15. Um, and they don't have that many boxes, right? I think they have like 20... So not that many boxes. No, that's that's low. Yeah, that's uh, almost as bad as like uh, lamenters, which are the squishiest lights out there. Uh, they have twelve. They have twenty-four. Oh, okay. That's significantly better. <laughs> that's actually but, a lot. And... Thirteen, fifteen is still a garbage stat line. Correct. Um, and they only have one, or they have two attack space because uh, they have left and a right, and they have critical amputation, which is funny. Um, but really, all you're here for is the speed seven and the flight and the flank. Um, so they flank with other negators, right? Um, which is why you're cramming as many of them as you can into the list. Yes. They're also six points for now, right? Um, They're like super shredders. They are exactly like super shredders. <laughs> they have three more armor and. And and they always sort of have um, the good parts of Abby too. Yeah, just by having flank. Well, no, they have flank and eight late shredders oh, yeah. too. But Abby two it gives them plus two speed, oh, reach, all flight. that other junk. No, yeah. they don't have reach. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't have reach, but like, they she has the flight, she has the plus two speed, like she's got the important parts. Yeah. Um, and so and so, what's cool about the list is that you have. Um, you have a ton of focus to throw around. You have a, in, like ludicrous threat ranges. You have um, you have dark shroud to stack on top of flank. You have so like you're making a lot of attacks and they get benefits. Which benefit what are what are uh, negators natural PS? I believe ten. Okay, so you can have a bunch of petal weapon masters basically. Yeah, if at, it dies like, about mat eight ish, six base. So eight, yeah. Um, but you should also take attunement servitors. Um, All right, so you have flare. Fair enough. Yeah, because they're cheap. Um, yep. And you have access to paralyze. Um, and and the list wants to play into living things. So this is very much not a like. <laughs> this is not your Sloan drop. <laughs> no, this sounds like something Sloan would just look at sideways and break in half. Yes, you have lots of low armor, low boxes, um, things that rely on speed and stealth 
and clouds. Right, and there's not a lot of things in Sloan's list to trigger overrun off of either. No, that's annoying too. Um, yeah, but if if like like random solos are, like will cause your opponent to lose the game, right? Like, get a free charge against the hermit. Uh, bring him down to one box. Kill him on the charge. Walk into your opponent's caster. Kill the caster. <laughs> this will be a very common play. Um, and and the and then I also like it because it transitions nicely into an Aurora two list. Um, Aurora two. Uh, the most important thing about her is that her feat is plus two speed and strength to flying models. Right. Uh, in her control area, and she also has a nine inch bubble of flying models get flying high which means they're immune to blast and uh, minus three range. So essentially you take the exact same list and you take out 20 points of negators and put in 20 points of carry enthralls um, because they are also about 12 weapon masters. Um, uh, Seems because, okay. Yeah, because they have gang and finisher, I believe. Yeah, they have finisher. Um, or maybe they just have finisher and then, oh, they have finisher and CMA. Um, but you all, you're going to, so their, their synergy with uh, murder servitors is really dumb. Um, so murder servitors always do a point of damage if they hit, mm-hmm. and <laughs> carrying thralls have finisher. <laughs> yep. So some natural synergy there. Um, they also love being immune to blast. Um, that's their right. biggest foe. Um, and the minus three range helps you a ton against guns. Uh, most guns that are killing infantry are, you know, range ten or so. Yeah. So making that seven and you're threading like twelve to fourteen uh, is pretty pretty huge. <laughs> Yeah, seems okay. Um, so, so strange bedfellows. It basically allows you to cheat in the new convergence stuff into mercenaries, uh, including mm-hmm. Void Archons, right. um, and it forces you to use Aurora Two, which is perfectly fine, um, or do some cool shenanigans with more Number One, which I think has some merit um, when the new Jacks start coming out in February. I like it. It's pretty cool. Yes. Also, I think this is the first time in Mark Three that someone's talked positively about more Nebra, so. <laughs> Chandler has a couple times, but yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, because Morton Ebras are actually maybe okay in Infernals, maybe sort yeah. of. That's right, she's an Infernalist too. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? All right, is it my turn? Yes. Flames All right. So, uh, I'm going to be talking about Flame in the Darkness. It's not Flames in the Darkness Wait, really? for some reason. It's just flame in the darkness, yeah. The one flame? It's just the one flame. It's like the solitary flame. It's all by itself. Like, okay. That's thematically appropriate, but confusing, because there's a lot of models on the table. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I got it wrong the first couple dozen times, but now that I've sort of parsed it in my head, I actually quite like it, because it's like, yeah, this is the flame. Bug off, men off. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, this is the Signar Merck's Kador um, cross theme force. Um the list of warcasters that can go in it is very strange. Um, and it is a, a theme well, force where if you... It's really simple, right? It's only like four words. It's just the, the casters it picks up are really weird. Yeah. So it's all it's all Morrowin and all Thamorite warcasters. Um, and whichever caster you take has to be in the faction that it's in. So you can't like... It's not like Strange Bedfellows where you can take Aurora and she's a, a Merc caster in Mercs. You can't take Striker 2 and be in Mercs. Uh, he has to play in Signar. So, um, the Merc casters, and I believe this is it. I'm going to very, very quickly make sure that I'm not shooting myself in the foot here. Yeah, I'm uh, also going to back you up. <laughs> yep. The ones that I care about <laughs> are... Um, okay, yeah, I did forget one. Uh, the, the ones that I care about are Fiona, 
who's absolutely bonkers as a caster just in general. Full stop. Full stop. Uh, Ashlyn, who gets a lot out of the Steam Force, actually. Like, a surprising amount. I'll talk about that in a second. I, I, like, Blade, that, I like that Ashlyn is really torn between this and Lael now. Yeah, she has to make a choice. And I actually think this is a better theme for her, maybe. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Blaze, because she's the Moro caster. This is, this is her theme force. <laughs> this is her theme force, which is annoying, because I don't ever plan on playing her, ever. Um, I think she's actually among the less good options for the theme force in both of the factions that can play her. Okay. <laughs> her choice of four. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. And then uh, there's also cross two. I don't think it's really worth considering cross two in this theme force. Well, so I'm not going to talk about him. Well, I've, yeah, I've played against cross two a lot, and I think he's bad. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the Mercs. Uh, the Kador ones are just Zerkova. So Zerkova one <laughs> and Zerkova two. Uh, you will never play Zerkova two in this theme force. I, I don't see a reason to do that ever. Um, at all. And there's not enough spells going around to do anything with. And she wants to play in Wolves of Winter really bad, so you'll just never play in the same force. Um, and then there's the Signar roster, which has the most casters on it. It's it's Constance Blaze. Uh, still probably not playing her. Um, there's Jake's too, who is weirdly okay in this theme force. I think. Um, I actually like her a fair amount more than I like Constance. So, well, Reach is desperately wanted by almost every model in this list. Right, Reach is really really good. Um, her uh, she is like escort and positive charge are both really really strong, especially because this this theme force can take blockaders and boy do blockaders with positive charge destroy anything. <laughs> Um, there's Maddox, who's actually also really quite good in the Steam Force, I think. Dauntless That's Resolve right. is very, very, very good on Precursor Knights. But not good enough to take Cross. <laughs> uh, not good enough to take Cross, but Dauntless Resolve in combination with her feet, plus, like, you know, a sail is really good, and, um, she's also got, uh, the, the feet just, like, blows things up really, really bad. Um, I love that also, she has four tags. She's a Signar yeah. Morrowind Stormite. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, Snipe is like a pretty good spell, and you wouldn't, but you wouldn't think about it in the Steam Force very much because like your ranged options are, I guess, uh, it's pretty much just either Warjacks or Vigilance or Resolutes or the Samurai really Archons. Good, Vigilance are really good, but Wait, like, yeah. Snipe like, on them feels. Eh. I only have four shooting units, but there's <laughs> there are three of the best shooting units in the game. Right. So, and then, but really what you're going to be doing is you're going to be hot swapping this between Thamorite Archons if you, if you play her. Which is really dumb. Which is really, really good. We'll talk about Thamorite Archons in a minute. Yeah. Uh, she also has Onslaught, and Pathfinder on a charge is fantastic for this theme force, because Throne always wants to be doing tough or stir the blood, and um, not having to do the, the Pathfinder option just lets him do so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really strong. I think I actually think Maddox could play very, uh, very comfortably in this theme force maybe not like top tier but definitely i'd be happy to play this in anything that's not a convention level tournament <laughs> maybe even in a convention level tournament yeah i was gonna say that's damning with faint praise i, I i'd play her in champs in a heartbeat sure um yeah striker one is very good in the theme force because he gets to play with a blockader um he oh, also he has it's all i mean really it's a huge part of it. Yeah. Uh, Arcane Shield is very good for Precursor Knights, and his feat's insane on Archons. Um, <laughs> you, 
you don't know true despair until you're trying to kill a Themeride Archon that is 1621 with dodge. Um, they become Signar models? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Benefits of the theme force, I'll talk about in a second. But yes, they become faction models. Everything in the list is faction model. Yeah. Uh, Striker 2 is incredible in this theme force. He does everything at once. He's got positive charge. He's got decel. He's got um, his feet as a threat extender and another damage but- output button all at once. And um, the way Brandon uh, Brandon describes this is that it's kind of like he gets to be the old samurai that he always wanted to be, where he could draw the sword if he absolutely has to, but he really doesn't want to, so he doesn't. Yeah. He What he wants to do is cast positive charge three times a turn. Right, or decel and positive charge in yeah. camp one or something, and this list lets him do that. Um, and then there's striker three, who's like a much worse version of Maddox. Uh, so, yeah, you won't play with oh, striker three in the same force. Oh, you don't get the square in this. No, you don't get the square, so that's sad. That's so th- those are all the casters. Some really important theme benefits. Um, everything becomes the faction of the caster. Um, so everything that, like, no matter what, you're just playing with all your faction models. So all of your spells work. D-Cell works for Striker 2. The feats all work on them. Um, everything works. It feels great. It's like playing Mark II again. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, the other, Another one of the theme benefits is that every single unit in this theme force gets Vengeance. This is really hard to codify how ridiculously strong that is until you play against it or play with it a couple of times. But you know how, like, when you play against Bane Knights, you're like, all right. Or you used to play oh, against Bane Knights because yeah. they don't have that anymore. Sorry, that's my default vengeance. <laughs> uh, Ravagers. There you go. Yes. Uh, where you're like, I'm going to focus on this one unit because I can't, like, I cannot afford to trigger vengeance on, on the more than one unit. Well, it's like every single unit has vengeance. And they get battle priests. And if you're smart with your battle priests, it can be almost impossible to shoot at this army without triggering vengeance on multiple units. Yeah. Vengeance plus shield guards are really cool combo. Valkyries love it. Yep. Um, the other benefit is that you can take two Signar Jacks, two Kador Jacks and two Merc Jacks and exactly that many. So you can take six Jacks, which is fine because nobody wants more than that. Um, no, you can take as many mercenary jacks as you want. Oh, is as many mercenary jacks as you want? Okay, that's fair. I, I haven't really cared about and, that particular. And then also gallant. gallant. And then also gallant. gallant. Yep, fair enough. Uh, and then I think that's all of it. Yeah, that's all of it. I like so, that Alexia, isn't it? And she gets vengeance. So yeah, so Alexia 1 <laughs> gets vengeance. That's really strong. Um, let me just go briefly over the unit choices, and I'm going to talk about the important ones. I mean, they're all very good, but... Yeah. Like... So the thing about this theme force is that it doesn't change depending on what faction you're playing. You just get all the same the same stuff. Like, it's just the same theme force. So you can have uh, Gallant, Alexia, Morrowind and Thamorite models and units, which is um, Devil Shadows Mutineers, uh, Order of Illumination Vigilance, Order of Illumination Resolutes, Legion of Lost Souls, and Precursor Knights. And that's it. Uh, you take field mechanics, which are like the three-point cost for four or five-point cost for six Signar repair dudes. Um, you will actually take these, which is weird. That is weird. They get vengeance. They get vengeance, uh, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And also, like, you're going to play a blockader and a non-zero number of these lists. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really likes to have a mechanic unit, like a lot. Um, and then, like, your solos... 
are off the charts. The Steam Force has some of the best solos in the game, bar none, even including Infernals in that like fight. Um, so you can play the following. You can play Alexio 2, Alexia 3. You can play ba- Black Bella, which is like a budget um, Maxwell Finn for Jake's. Um, you get Glenn Cormier, who's the one that has the gun that can place things if she damages them. Place them an inch. Place them an inch. I had that come up in a game earlier okay. this week. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah we're not starting off strong. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then it gets better. You, yeah. you can take Grandmaster Gabriel Th- Throne, who is almost as good as Dara Graith, as far as like support solos go. That's a bold claim. Uh, he also happens to hit way harder than Dara Graith, so, you know. Trade-offs. You can take Harlan Versch, who's okay. You can take the Hermit of Henschold, who's really good. <laughs> yeah, he's also okay. Also okay. And then I'm going to skip the Archons, so we'll get to them in a second. You can take Ragman, who's ridiculous with the blockader. Because yep. um, it's like 3, 8, 12-inch threat of Dark Shroud uh, from wherever he is. So he threats 17 inches with Dark Shroud. With the with the blockader and ideal circumstances, um, you can That's take only two inches of dark shroud for anyone else, right? Yeah, two inches for anybody else, but for the blockader specifically. Yeah. Um, and then you can take Savio Montero Acosta, which is actually a really interesting choice because you can take Fiona and you can take Ashlyn, and both of those casters make him really hard to hit. So he's like reposting and dodging all over the universe. Well, and same for Maro Archon and the Thamor Archon. Yeah, same for Maro Archon and the Thamor Archon. Well, and then Thamor Archon uh, doesn't make him any more hard to hit, but it makes it so that his repost is insane. Correct. Um, and then the Thamorite Advocate, which is a really interesting solo that I can't wait to play with a bit. The important thing that she's got is she's got a star action that she can put out a um, a no healing field. Oh, yeah, uh, she, turns into, she turns into a tree. Yeah, or a wretch. <laughs> um, but that's really important because there's no other way to stop healing in the same force, really. Uh, not like non-caster specific and then we come to the archons you get morrowind archons and thamorite archons and they're very good for different reasons um Morrowind archons are shield guards they also make everybody's defense higher they're like miniature harbingers yep. uh they have crit blind which is very unreliable unless you're playing uh ashlyn and then on her feet turn it's pretty reliable because <laughs> they have divine inspiration um and then yeah, so they're very defensive. Uh, they're very difficult to kill. They're death 14 armor 20 effectively with their shield. We talked about them a fair amount on the on the uh, Archon cast. Well, and so a lot of the things they like to play with are in this theme force. They love high defense models like Savio and Bella. They yep. love, love, love Thamorite Archons. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Thamorite Archon right next to a Marlin Archon is very hard to kill in melee. Yes. Um, the other really important thing is that they have veteran leader Morrow which is all of the Warcasters except for Fiona and Cross and the Zerkovas. So that's like, all of a sudden, Ashlyn is magic ability 7 on her B, or on her um, distractions. Which she'll on... never cast, you say. Except you have access to a Lancer for some stupid... Yeah, except for now you have access to a Lancer, <laughs> so get wrecked. Um, you are magic ability eight or 7 for Rebuke with Striker 2. And for Earthquake with Striker 1, which is a really big, really big deal, like seven to, 6 to 7 is quite the jump. Um, it makes like all of those casters that want to hit things or shoot things more accurate. Like Striker 2 at Mat 8 feels much, much, much better than Striker 2 at Mat 7. Yes. And Ashland's Mat 8 base, right? 
I don't remember. Mark Tushy was Matt Seven Days. She is. Mm, she's Matt Eight, so she's Matt Nine with a Moron Archon around. <laughs> seems good. So seems okay. It also makes her Def Nineteen effectively, which is I, fine. I'm sad that Leilie's Morrowinds don't get double veteran later. Yeah, that'd be cool, mm-hmm. but they don't. Um, and then I'm not going to talk about the Thamorite Archon yet because I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about him in a minute here. Uh, but he's really good, and I like him a lot. Yes. And we'll talk about why. So this theme force does a couple of really interesting things. It's very, very accurate. Like, you're hitting Matt 8 to 11 most of the time. Um, the Precursor Knights are Matt 7 base. Most things are Matt 7 base. Yeah, so There's... you're either Matt 8 or, uh, like, 7 with 3 rolls. I think. Yeah, like, I think or it's... higher, because, like, the Vigilants have gangs, so they're 7 up to 9 up to 10. There's positive charge everywhere. Yes. Um, there's rerolls for all of the non-Morrowind things because of the Thamorite Archons. There's Ashland's feet to fix for you, and etc. Um, it's extremely accurate. It hits very hard. Um, I would say surprisingly hard. Surprisingly hard. Like, nothing has a PS over 13. Not base, no, I don't think. But the, there's a lot of positive charge casters. Throne has yep. Stir the Blood, which is just incredible. Um, Vigilance have Gang. Everything is blessed, mostly. So defensive tech doesn't work. That's the other reason they're so accurate. It's like, you have Defender's Ward. I don't care. Whatever. Um, it's really, really deceptively fast because everything threats like 10 to 11 inches until you trigger Vengeance and then everything threatens 13 to 14 inches. Yep. Uh, and it's almost impossible not to trigger Vengeance. Um, it's got access to a huge variety of battle group makeups, although I think you're going to see mostly either a blockader with a light, or you're going to see some combination of Gallant, Tauros, and Chargers. Um, oh, I forgot about Chargers. They're pretty good. Chargers are very good. And then like some of the casters will take like a, a Lancer. Ashlyn will 100% take a Lancer. Uh, you might see Striker 2 with a Lancer. That's a pretty reasonable Warjack for him. Oh, Cross is... Cross isn't Thaumarite yet? Damn it! Is he not? Cross 1 is not Thaumarite. He's a mercenary lately as solo. Oh, yeah, no, he's not yet then. That's the So, Because yeah. him, him with a charger sounds really dumb. Well, but you can take Jake's 1 and put Gallant on her. Yes, that's very good. Uh, and she has Sidekick, which makes him Def 15, Def 17 with a Moro and Archon around. She's got es- or Energizer? She's got Energizer, right? She has Locomotion. Locomotion. Same thing. Um... It's not, I know, but effectively. Uh, you, so were, she... you were right, I was wrong. Oh, is it? Is it Energizer? It's Energizer. Yeah, Sweet. so she has Energizer and Sprint. That seems fun. Yeah, so she's just got, she makes him ludicrously fast. And um, it also has a lot of shooting, randomly. Yeah, yeah like, you only have, like I said, you only have four things that can shoot, but it shoots those things shoot well. Yeah, so like Resolutes are extremely good at shooting. Um, Vigilants have fairly good shooting. Thamorite yeah. Icons have very good shooting. Um, and then you've got Blockaders and Chargers, and most of your casters have a hand cannon, right? Like, uh, or more than one. Striker 2 gets two shots for some reason. Um, the way around. No, Striker 2 gets two shots. That's oh, dumb. <laughs> unless I cheated. <laughs> I am now. Checking. Just checking. Uh, Lord Commander Striker. Rate of Fire 2. It's only range 10, though. Yeah, but that's fine, because he'll just uh, velocity backwards. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you can shoot a lot of things. And then you also have, on top of all of those other things, you have access to the Hermit and Ragman in the same list if you want it. So, without a caster, you have Throne, Ragman, Hermit. If you're playing Legion of Lost Souls with Alexia 3, you also have a plus 2 damage buff there. So that's like plus 8 damage for Legion of Lost Souls, very specifically. (laughs) Um, Plus 6 for everything else, which is really fine. Um... And everything is friendly faction, so all of the movement tricks work. All of the like striker's feet works one hundred percent on everything, including the hermit. Um, Ashland's feet works on everything. Well, already works on everything. Um, all of the the buff spells like arcane shield and it uh, dauntless resolve all work. It's just like there's one hundred percent nothing scorners just stick about this list. And then the other now really I, now I want to buy Alexia three, you jerk. <laughs> I'm so excited for Legion of Lost Souls. You can't even begin to imagine. Um, <laughs> Seems really fun. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And and so, you can. So my ahead. favorite part about that is you take Legion of Lost Souls, you put the uh, attachments on them. The attachments mm-hmm. die. They're living models, so they turn into thrall warriors. Then the Legion of Lost Souls kill something living and bring back the attachments. I hate to break it to you, but Alexia's thing RFP is when it makes. Oh, it does. Yeah. Damn it, they thought of that. They thought of that. But, uh, yeah, Legion of Assaults can Bloodbound back Battle Priest, which is where I was going next. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing about this Team Force is that it is stupidly resistant to non-spray guns. Um, you can have up to nine free shield guards in the list. You're going to be playing Morrowind Archons in almost all of your lists. That's two more shield guards. You have Gallant, who's also a shield guard. Um, there's <laughs> just... What? <laughs> I didn't know he was a shield guard. Gallant is a shield guard, yeah. So uh, you just have a lot of shield guards. And because there's so many shield guards and you don't have to be in formation to shield guard or to trigger vengeance, uh, you just sometimes don't get shot at at all. (laughs) Which is fine, because you have one of the hardest hitting, most accurate melee forces in the game. So you'll win that fight. Um so the other interesting thing about Battle Priest is that he gives everybody in the fact or in the uh, unit that he's part of rise. So if you give things tough with Throne, then they can all stand up, which is fantastic. And they have tough natively themselves, so sometimes they'll eat a shot and live, and that's just value right there. Also, don't let's resolve. Also, don't let's resolve. Yep, there's lots of things out there that can interact nicely with those. So it's really difficult to actually like build a list that's bad in this theme force um i can do it you could do it it's Le- just Legion Lost are very expensive <laughs> that's true they're 18 points yeah. so they're not they're not for everything but it's, it's but, pretty difficult to do but alexia <laughs> but alexia yeah so there's a couple of really important parts about this theme force and if you're playing against it you're going to want to target these things down um you're going to see alexia 2 the most i think yes she is like the most value model ever um she just generates free bane thralls more or less um with positive charge they're mad 8 pow 12 weapon masters if you've got any other debuffs like the hermit they're pow 14s i've legitimately just had alexia spawn bane, three thrall warriors walked the hermit up and then been like all right these three thrall warriors are going to kill your heavy and it's just like yep they, they were free so so good for that um, she's also got Arcane Vortex, which is the only sort of pseudo weakness this list has, because almost everything has Sacred Ward as well. So, meh. I forgot about that, because it never comes up, but it's it's there. 
Um, so if you can kill Alexia, do it. She's very important to the sort of like never ending pressure of the theme force. Um, the Morrowind Archons are very difficult to kill, but if you do kill them, the list gets a lot less scary. It's a lot easier to hit. It's a lot easier to shoot. It's a lot less accurate. Everything about it gets worse. Um, so one one trick with... This doesn't help with the Morrowind, but with the Thamrid Archons, um, mm-hmm. they don't have a melee range, so you can charge behind them. Uh, yeah. And they tend, they tend to hang out with the Midnight Archon, so it's pretty common to get a charge behind a Thamrid Archon that lowers their defense by four, uh, which makes them actually killable. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Oh. Um, Which, uh, so if you're playing this list, put your Morrow and Archons on the outside, not the inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or even better, just don't don't let your Thamrite Archons get charged. Sure. <laughs> that that seems much better to me. Um, yeah, so the Morrow and Archons and Alexia are sort of like the value... Uh, solos that are just going to make this list go forever. Throne is also very important. If he's anywhere close to you until like turn 5, your opponent's probably made a mistake. Um, Since he can just walk up, shoot, give something tough, repo backwards every turn. Um, But just like with uh, Kaylee 3, if you kill the the, um, tactician guy, their life gets a lot harder. Yep, yeah, and he's, he's very important for that because Precursor Knights like to charge through places where other Precursor Knights are. He's also like one of the easiest models to kill on the list. Unless you're an Infernal or an Undead. Well, yeah, it's just that he's only 13, 18 with 10 boxes. Right, and <laughs> tough. It, oh, yes, that's tough. I, I think he is tough, yeah. You're right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. All right. It's, it's embarrassing but true, but he is one of the easiest things to kill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. He's, he's far and away one of the easiest things to kill. Um, the other thing to be aware of is that you can take, like, if you're playing against Fiona, the Befuddle Toro trick works just as good in this theme force as it does anywhere else. Uh, it works better with uh, Nemo. It works better with Nemo, but he's not out yet, and True. it works really, really well on this, this list as well, sure. so, um, yeah, just be aware of that. Toros are actually, like, really hard to kill in this theme, because they're, like, 14, 18, or 1420 most of the time. Yes. When you're trying to kill them and you're not shooting them because you got battle priests hanging out by them, so yeah. Okay, I'm gonna wrap uh, wax eloquence about my love for Thamorite Archons for a few minutes here because I love them. I love that you stumbled over the sentence about how well how you speak how you were speaking well. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. When we initially reviewed it, Thamorite Archons, I think we put them either third or fourth on the hierarchy of Archons. Um, I think we were incredibly incorrect about this. I think they're possibly the second best Archon out, out there. And we're never wrong. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might be the best. Um, they might so, be the best, but I'm so, pretty willing to call them the second best. Yeah, they're safely the second best. Um, what, we, what we underestimated is the amount of work they do turn by turn turn by how, turn and how hard they are to kill their, yeah. their stats are not super impressive um but it's like free damage every turn for the rest of the game yeah so um the thamorite archons are the bow archons they've got a range 10 pal 14 magical gun they have true sight uh which is really really important they have d3 shots per turn and honestly if you roll one shot per turn they're they're like reasonably good model like they're fine models they're good if you roll two shots they're very good if you roll three they feel freaking unfair um the the three shot types that they have are either they make an aoe 
three POW-12 fire damage thing that's RFPs the target and is not an attack against everything else. Yeah, so the two of them require killing, though. Yes. The other one is uh, if they kill the target and it's an enemy model, they can make a full advance with that target and then hit something and then the target is RFP'd. Whoa, eruption of Astra RFP's constructs? Yeah. That's awesome. anything. That's also, really it triggers <laughs> off of friendlies. Yes. Yeah, um, and then the other one, which you will use far less often and is affectionately known as the Screw You Supreme Guardian spe- uh, <laughs> weapon, is uh, if they have souls on them, it becomes a weapon master shot, and then the souls are all taken away. Um, they also have dodge, which is important because they're def 16, armor 17, and so killing them in melee with a Marwan Archon around is really, really stupidly hard. And then the last thing is they have flight and parry, and they can all reroll attack rolls, and they give everything else uh, rerollable attack rolls. So even though they're only Rat Seven, they're really accurate, um, especially because they can like walk into things back arcs over top of them a lot yeah. if if you have to. So there's some things about this particular model that I didn't really click with until I played them a few times. Uh, death or eruption of ash doesn't trigger off of any models. So if you're playing with like Alexia's Risen, or even if you just got Thrall Warriors that you summon and don't care about, you can make yourself a cloud wall every turn. Yep. That's not something most people are prepared to fight when they see that a pairing that is flames and something well, that isn't Grim Diggers. <laughs> right, as long as it isn't Zerkova. But it's very strong, like in the in the Mercs and the the Signar pairing because Although, cloud walls. It is extra dumb with Zerkova 1, because now you can have a, you know, 8, eight cloud wide. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. And then and then two of them are hazards. Um, yeah. The other interesting thing about this particular effect is that the damage that comes off of it is not considered to be made by an attack. Um, and, oh, these things just really screw over Grimkin. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah, so you can not trigger Vengeance, you can not trigger Arcana, Yes. You can uh, not trigger battle-driven. You can not trigger righteous vengeance. You can... Or swift vengeance, apparently. Or swift vengeance, <laughs> or hand of vengeance, or any of the other vengeance effects <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Um, it doesn't, like, the um, the armor buff from, like, Zealots, where they, where they get plus four armor if one of them's been killed by an enemy attack, also does not trigger. So if you've just got some thralls you don't care about, you can run them into really awkward places and be like, get wrecked, don't have vengeance, have fun. Also, yeah, a here's lot, a cloud wall. A lot of soul collection also works that way. Yep. A lot of soul collection is like if destroyed by an enemy attack, that kind of thing. So uh, that's extremely strong. Um, with how many central line of sight blocking terrain pieces there are, you can leverage the fact that like, it doesn't matter if your threat ranges are garbage. If your opponent decides not to shoot at you, you will get to attack them first because you can just make a cloud wall every turn. Yeah. Um, the other thing is Death Driver on something this mobile is really dumb. Because they can kill some really, really nasty solos. Um, like, for example, I've killed a Wolf Rider champion. Oh, God. <laughs> and then had it walk into the back arc of a Storm Raptor <laughs> and do like 12 damage to it. That's really funny. Um, it, it does specify you have to take control of it so it doesn't work on like uh, other Archons, which is too bad because I'd like to do that with a Manite Archon. Um, but you can do it with like all kinds of the, like all the paladin solos that are weapon masters. Um, you can do it with 
any undead thing as well. So it's like, it doesn't matter if it's... Here's Tartarus in your backyard. Take a zillion damage. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of things you can go after. The other interesting thing about it is that, um, like, if there's specific kinds of unit leaders that uh, have to promote to stay on the table, like the Creelstone, or... The, uh, well, Creelstones, you have to get anti-healing to make that work, but... Um, the the Stormblade leader is a Stormblade really leader, yeah. Or um, uh, any weapon crew, right? Any weapon crew, or no, yeah. does take up does take up work on that. I don't think so because it RPs. So. And, and take up specifies within one inch. Yeah. So, oh, so they're uh, gonna die anyways. <laughs> yeah. So you can just like walk these things away and then blow them up, like RFP them in such a way that they can't be promoted again. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so that's that's extremely strong. And then Thamar's Teeth, like, there's a lot of things with random amounts of soul tokens on them out there. Uh, I've Archon. killed enemy Alexias, that's Void right. Archons, um, Supreme Guardians, obviously, uh, the the Solos in the Exalted Theme Force that have, so, that have souls also. And sure, they can just put them right back, but meh, whatever. Clock Relegions is coming back. Clock so, Relegions is coming back, yeah, they're really good against the Foundries, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, all three of their their shot types are are extremely strong. And then, like these things are just amazing to go put on a flag, or stick them in a trench in a zone, or in a patch of rubble in a zone, or in the middle of a burning forest anywhere because they have flights. They don't care. Yep. So, yeah, uh, they're they're turn by turn output because they're impossible to pin down. They get to do so many things. Like one attack from them can kill two to three models. Um, and RFP and the way that they mess with enemy game plans just by existing um, is, is so strong. Like, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed playing with them. And I think that they're prop, they're better than, I think that they're better than Mennonite Archons usually because Mennonite Archons just hit things really hard and then are really hard to kill. These guys do a lot of things every turn and they're very hard to kill. Yeah, they're just they're flat two defense higher than the Void Archons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me a fight between this thing and a Void Archon, and I'll probably take this thing. Right, because they threat nineteen inch. These guys are oh. what, range twelve. Yeah. So they threat nineteen inches against Void Archons, and Void Archons threat seventeen unless they can charge something. Well, and the problem is the Void Archons will only be able to kill them if they can boost, which the Thomer Archons can take away. Right. Yeah. And if you've got more when Archons kicking around, the Void Archon's not getting souls from your things. Which is the only real way that it can get them a lot of the time at that point. So, yeah. I really like these models. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, for, for Signar and for Mercs, they, the Flames in the Darkness theme force just has this incredible toolbox of resiliency to shooting and incredible melee superior, superiority that I don't think either faction has really had access to up until this point. Um, and it, it's a lot of fun. Also, the models look sweet. I'm sad that we're not talking about the Devil's Shadow anymore. Well, okay. I mean, they're good, but they just... they're just kind of like three-man, slightly cooler Legion of Lost Souls that that get re-rolls from the Thamorite Archon. But... Yeah. And there's not really a ton of um, range damage boosts in the army. There's the hermit, and that's about it. 
Yeah, or, so. I mean, like, some of... The, I think Fiona has an armor debuff, right? Yes, she does, with single target. Single target. So, so there's that. And also, so I guess you could take them with Fiona because you need cultists. But for half the price, you could just bring a mechanic unit. Do they... They don't have to be... Yeah, they can just be any unit. Any non-Morrowind oh, unit. Oh, they can't be Morrowind. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so... It would be really funny to have a... Uh... <laughs> we're Marwins, but we're also, cult- also cultists of Thamar. Yep. Yeah. That would be extremely weird. Like that one time when Connie B was a uh, um, Infernalist the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's uh, when Hearts of the Darkness first came out. Yeah. Theme Force. Fun week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I think this Theme Force is sweet. Uh, I am definitely playing Double Flames at LVO if if uh, I have it painted. And even if I don't, I might anyway, because it's a lot of fun. It's it's extremely strong. It's extremely flexible. It plays the game in, in a very dynamic kind of way every turn. You always have things that you're doing. So, it's sweet. I think that's appropriately strong against the Infernals, which is a good place to be right now. Yeah, Brandon tells me that this is that uh, that it's very good against Infernals, and I, I believe it, but I haven't tried it yet. I, I plan to make Chandler try it against me. Uh, at some point while we're down there. So, yeah. I think that's it. Cool. Alrighty. So, with that, a huge thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. If we don't have the drawing thing at the beginning of this episode, we will do it at the beginning of next episode. I just don't have access to the Patreon because it's through Chandler's email address. So I can't get at it. Yeah. And he's not here. Um, also, huge thank you to Broken Egg Games for your support. You can use the code LOS5CODE for 5% off their web store, which is brokeneggames.com. They're going to be at LVO with all kinds of sweet widgets and tokens and dice and things. One of the things they do at LVO that's really cool, or at least they've done in the past, is they get out all of their, like, these are our extra tokens, and they have them in big bins, and you can just buy them for, like, a quarter or 50 cents or something. Yes, all of the Circle Phantasm tokens. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to. You can have both of mine. Um, yeah, so that'll be I really fun. Them. I want those, for sure. Find me, I'll bring them for you. Um, okay. Also, huge thanks to Tyson for sponsoring us. His stuff can be found at figurepainters.com. He's the guy who's bought all the bases for my Infernals, and all the bases for my original Grimkin army, and all the flight stands for all the Grievers, and all the rockets, men, smoke trails that everybody has because they're way cooler than flight bases. And uh, he's also running all of the LVO War Machine stuff. So, you know, go say hi uh, if you are there. You can find our website at LOSWarMachine.com. We've been picking up the content again. I think we've been doing like three weeks in a row now, except for the Christmas blip where we uh, put out like three pieces every week so far. So that's... Yep, yeah. Um, I've, I got my second Monster Apocalypse, so I'm officially a series. It's my second yep. Monster Apocalypse article. Yep. Series. Yeah, and I've written uh, like a fluff piece <laughs> <laughs> and and like a thoughts about the Theme Force article and a battle report, and I'm about to write another battle report. So there's yeah, lots of I, stuff coming out there. I have to get, you know, real models from Monpok, and then I can start doing battle reports. <laughs> yeah, soon enough, right? Should be yeah. pretty quick. Hopefully. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LOS underscore Chandler. You can email at us at LOSWormHordes at gmail.com. You can message any of us on Facebook, which you can find our Facebook pages, just line of sight, type it into the search bar. We're either the first or the second thing that pops up. 
And uh, you can find us on our Discord. I'm on there a lot. Chandler and Brett are on there a little bit less, but if you tag them, they will come. Um, yeah, that was episode 107. Yay! Woo! So we'll be back next week with one Mr. William Hungerford to talk a little bit about the dynamic update that came out uh, last month. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you then.